going on everyone welcome back to another episode of talking a bunch of hoopla now if you're a ufc fan you most likely saw the khabib versus justin gaethy fight this past saturday which could be one which isn't much of a surprise to anybody and also you would have saw that during his kind of post-fight interview that they always do with the fighters who win he announced his retirement from the ufc um, which I'm not that surprised by, especially because if you are aware, um, but if you're not, uh, Khabib's father passed away earlier this year due to complications from COVID. And so, of course, him, from my understanding, him and his father were really close. You know, they were, especially, I mean, obviously their father and son, but also, you know, they, the fighting has been a part of their family for like ever. So, obviously, when he passed, I'm sure that was kind of like, well, my love for the sport is no longer here because it was obviously attached to his father. And he even said, there's no way I'm going back to be... Sorry, I can't talk today for some reason. There's no way I'm going to be back without my father. He also finishes his career perfect with a 29-0 record. So, of course, you know, everyone online is kind of giving their congratulations and their condolences because, you know, it was already announced that his father had passed, but still kind of just like a double down on like hey you know we're sorry we're sure your dad's proud of you got kind of rhetoric um which is great you know i mean as much as i don't like khabib all that much i'm not gonna say you're an act like he's not an amazing fighter um cause especially when it comes to his wrestling it's bar none the best i've seen in years and no one has been really that close to ever beating him so at least in a while but you know, I wish him the best in his retirement. Hopefully, he's able to enjoy it. Um, but, you know, and that's great. You know, you think, that's, wow, what's what's the point of bringing that up, John? Besides for UFC fans, of course. Well, uh, once that kind of the, the fight ended online, decided to go uh, talk about, well, you know, maybe he's the greatest of all time. String of that whole GOAT conversation that happens a lot, especially, at least with basketball, it's kind of, like LeBron, Kobe, or Jordan. But MMA is kind of very, it's very skewed. You know, because a lot of people, when it comes to the GOAT conversation, people will say Anderson Silva. Some people say uh, George St. Pierre. Some people do say John Jones. A lot of people that I know will, or just also I've seen and read, love John Jones and support the hell out of him. But he decides to go on Twitter and go on this fucking rant because people were saying that Khabib is considered the GOAT. But here's my thing. From what I was seeing, again, I was trying to do as best as I can to see all the tweets. Because thousands of people were tweeting about it. I saw more people saying that he's the greatest of all time at the 155 division. Which is fair. And I can agree with that 100% now of all time. He's definitely like top 10 Maybe top five, depending on your opinions. But I say, for me, top ten. And obviously, John Jones, former uh, light heavyweight champion, recently gave up his title. So he can go up to heavyweight, which he'll most likely win that title, and yada, yada, yada. But he goes on the Twitter and decides to complain. Um, he's, you know, he's tweeting about the fight and how proud he is of uh, Khabib. He goes... Uh, until I take that heavily crown, I grant you the spot. Enjoy, champ. 15 world titles. Numbers don't lie. 
And he goes to, like I said, congratulate Khabib. He goes, I want to congratulate Khabib for an outstanding career. I know he made his father, along with millions of fans around the world, incredibly proud today. May God continue to bless him on his journey. So you think, cool, that sounds that sounds super nice. Um, But this is where he starts to get kind of whiny. He goes, definitely a powerful moment, but my logic is definitely not clouded. I'm just going to ask for the heavyweight championship belt and see if they give it to me since we can just ask for things now. Um, and someone replied to him, he wouldn't get it. Uh, he wouldn't get it of your last two fights would have been as dominant as usual, but he's been finishing guys versus split decisions. John Jones replies, I've won 15 world titles. He just won his fourth. The fact that this is even a conversation is mind blowing to me. Now, what John Jones obviously seems to forget throughout all of this, and I'm really defending Khabib and I don't like it, but for conversation purposes, there's been plenty of times where Khabib was supposed to fight, but due to him being injured, his opponent being injured or getting sick, and of course with COVID, the last few years, fights have been pushed back or canceled and so on and so forth. So he would have had more chances to defend his title, but sadly, it never happened. And yet here we are. But yet, John Jones, who yes, he has won his he has won and successfully defended his title fifteen times is amazing. But I don't think if you're really the GOAT, you're gonna argue with people online. Like that's I don't see Michael Jordan, LeBron, Kobe really going on Twitter. Well obviously Kobe we can't no but you get what I'm saying. And just arguing with fans because whatever. And then he goes, um, someone goes, huge fan of John Jones, like seriously, but I think the reason they're giving GOAT status is his level of dominance over literally everyone he's faced plus his record number and clean background. I think that's why a lot are leaning that way. And then he goes, the same company who accused me of possible steroids vindicated me from it. If I just started fighting for titles four years ago, I look like an absolute beast too, but okay. I guess you're only worth your last performance in this game. I got signed by the UFC literally nine months after my first very MMA practice unheard of. When I signed with the UFC, I was one of the youngest fighters on the roster, youngest champion in the history of the sport, and I've had only three competitive fights. Um, I understand most people have never been number... See, before I continue, this is where you kind of like lose me in your conversation or argument or debate whatever because now you're kind of getting to sound like a dick because you're taking this shit like weirdly too personal like it's just a conversation like our opinions as normal people quote unquote like actually anyone's really opinion doesn't fucking matter it it, it really doesn't there's no point of like going online and arguing with fans, thinking that you may possibly not be the GOAT because a lot of these fans who are replying most likely are Khabib fans. So obviously they're going to be like, oh, Khabib is the greatest of all time. And yeah, I'm sure there's John Jones fans who are defending John Jones and going back and forth with them. So yet the fact that he decides to do this is, I, I just, I mean, also I don't like John Jones. So yes, this is a little biased, but at the same time, I just don't understand what you get from doing this. He goes, I understand most people have never been number one in their community, state, let alone the world. My competitive nature won't allow me to just stand by and see someone ask to be considered the best. I've sacrificed too much blood. And someone goes, do you really think you're the greatest ever? He goes, I mean, if I get outranked by a man with only three tile defenses, I don't really know what to think anymore. 
Um, and then, you know, someone goes, it just doesn't add up. He goes, bro, when you're black in America, so many things don't add up. I'm just calling it how it is. Have to work four times harder. Um, he's, someone goes, spinning facts for the GOAT worked the hardest and it shows with 15 title wins. Um, when people hang on to the allegation and completely undermines the vindication, just want to give credit where it's due. Um, and someone continues like, John, you're 21 and 0. He's only 13 and 0. You face different competition. Um, he goes. Someone even says he may be the greatest lightweight, but definitely not the greatest overall. And I agree with that. I think lightweight wise, yes, he's the goat in the lightweight division. But overall, I again, I don't see him as number one. John Jones decides to reply. Yeah, people want me to stay quiet and let him have his moment while I just sit back and watch my hard work get moved down the rankings. It's not fair to my family or the team of people who have sacrificed to get me this far. Okay, I'm going to be honest. No one is asking you to sit back and not say anything. Because the people who were commenting on this shit, most of them are just regular people who have a Twitter account, like myself. I'm not anybody special. I just decided to create a podcast one day. And yet here I am. But it's just like... I don't understand why he's so upset about all this and then making it, I don't, I'm not even going to say it because I'm just going to sound like an asshole because there's no proper way for me to say it. I'm just going to not say what I'm going to say, but I just don't get why he's that upset. And he's saying, again, while I sit back and watch my whole work and move down the rankings, no one is, I don't really think any proper fan of MMA will ever move his work down any rankings what he's done in the sport has never been seen before but yes his out of ring issues do play a huge part and yes I know I've also been the person at least when it comes to people getting to the hall of fame where I say it's about what you did in the sport and not what you've done out of the sport which I should I have to really kind of hold myself accountable to that right now because when it comes to John Jones, I do hold a lot of what he's done outside of the ring affect his in-ring stuff. But taking away that stuff quickly, he still have been caught with drugs in his system and steroids, and he's been suspended, so I can't act like that didn't happen. And he still is statistically the greatest fighter ever. And he even says... Because people, again, are going back and forth with him. He continues, over 50% of my career have been title fights. LeBron James is allowed to win a game by one point, but not John Jones. Man, I've really spoiled you guys. If we're having a popularity contest, I gladly take my L. This shit has nothing to do with fame or being a good person. I've given my whole adult life to this game. I owe to myself to speak up. Um, And it kind of continues when it finally ends. Someone says, still salty. He goes, not salty at all. I really do respect Khabib. I don't know the type of man he is, but being the best is earned, not given. Unfortunately, four title fights ain't it, no matter how much we all like him. Like, I just, I mean, I'm all for, like, defending yourself and your honor and all that shit. But you're just arguing with fans, like, who just don't like you. And I just don't understand what you really get for that. Because those are the only people you're defending yourself against. You're not, it's not like you're going on, like, a, like a first take or undisputed, or some kind of MMA show, 
or you're going on like the Ariel Hawani and DC show or something of that nature and then defending yourself there because that would make more sense. But defending yourself against random fans online who one, like I said, are probably could be fans talking shit to you because that happens to any sport of any person ever. And also people who just don't genuinely like you regardless of if Khabib is the greatest or not. Um, and I just feel like you're legitimately wasting your time doing that because you're just arguing with people who just will move on with their lives and it doesn't matter. But yet you have now proof that you would rather go online and argue with people over who's the greatest of all time. So, I mean, yes, I will say John Jones statistically is the greatest fighter of all time. I cannot argue with that. You know, he hasn't lost a fight in his entire career. At one point, yes, he did have a loss, but it was by like a a 12 to 6 elbow, which again is whatever. But they got that removed. So again, it kind of went to like a no contest, I believe. So now he has no losses. And he's, yes, he's beaten pretty much everybody that he's faced either decisively or, you know, he's beaten the shit out of him. So winning's winning regardless. I don't know. I just don't like seeing athletes or anybody going online. I mean, I do also understand that he probably gets a huge amount of tweets on a regular basis for the last, like, what, 10 years, if not longer, depending on when he joined the UFC. So, imagine, yes, at a certain point, too, it may really just be like, you know what? I'm tired of sitting around just not saying anything. I'm going to say something. But... I just don't think this is it. I don't know. I just maybe my bias for him was kind of showing a little bit more, which is very possible. But it's just like you just seem really upset that fans aren't calling you number one. And you're just like, but I'm number one. I'm the best. (laughs) I don't know. That's just if I'm wrong or you disagree with me, please let me know. I'm very curious to see other people's opinions on this. Because I know for a fact if LeBron was on Twitter doing the same fucking thing that John Jones is doing, everybody is going to go for LeBron so fucking fast. And you and I both know that. Yes, he did, you know, win his fourth championship and go, you know, I deserve my respect, blah, blah, blah. But he did it there. He did it while he was winning a championship. So, like, I get that. But you're going on Twitter argue with fans about how great you are is so childish to me I will never understand it but again like I said if you disagree with me please let me know I would like to have a discussion about all that but nonetheless on to other things that aren't stupid that just wasted 15 minutes on we have the World Series now I believe Corey Seager just broke the record for most home runs in the World Series so congratulations to him but these games have been great. It's very back and forth, and you don't really see that a whole lot. Obviously, game one went to the Dodgers, and then, you know, 8-3. to three. Game two, Rays come back 6-4. Dodgers win game three, 6-2. Game four, Rays win 8-7. to seven. Game five, Dodgers win 4-2. to two. Now, tomorrow, or technically when you're listening to this, which is Monday, Tuesday is game six. So it's either going to be Racing go to a game seven to possibly win it out, or the Dodgers win the World Series tomorrow night. Which I would love to see the Rays 
do it personally because they're like the team no one was like, I think the Rays are going to win the World Series this year. I never saw that. I know it was like probably maybe like the A's, maybe the Yankees, maybe the Astros. But the Rays were not really talked about. And also before the series, like, you know, those sports accounts like ESPN and CBS Sports and any kind of like sports network owned like Twitter or Instagram page, whatever. I forgot which one, but they posted like a statistic where it was like, this is the amount of money the the Dodgers, you know, have on payroll, and which is like a hundred million dollars or some crazy or something like insane number or something. While the Rays only had like twenty seven million in you know payroll, which I for some reason I've never really liked that they'll show it like that because I feel like by now, if anybody's been a sports fan long enough, you know that yes. If you pay enough money, you can pay the right players who are really good to play together and get you to a championship. But also, what we've seen many of times, that you don't always need to pay the best players to win. Like for the Rays, for example, they don't have like a crazy superstar on their team. They just have a really good team overall. You know, they're good as a whole. They don't have, like, the Dodgers have Mookie Betts, you know, Cody Bellinger, you know, Jock Peterson, Corey Seager, you know, names that everybody knows. But the Rays, I mean, they're not out here with, like, crazy fucking superstars or anything, but, you know, again, they're doing really well with a team that they have. I mean, they have great players. I'm not saying they don't, but, again, it's not like they have these guys who are just making all-stars every year, making $1,200 million every second, but... I don't know. I just don't think by now that we should care what money is spent on these teams because, like I said, we've seen it. It happens pretty much, if not not every year, but like a good amount of years in a decade where a team who doesn't spend a lot on payroll will make it to a championship because they have really good chemistry. You know, they got players who are good at what they're good at, and that's what they use them for, and they utilize them that way. Like for the Patriots, for example, as much as I hate them, they do that a lot. They don't always really pay their players a whole lot. You're not really seeing them sign, you know, re-sign their guys for huge contracts. Usually, from what I've seen a lot lately, or what they've done, is usually any time a player will have a contract year or, you know, their contract's up, they send them away or let them go. They let them walk. Because what they do is they find players who are good at, like, their thing. Whether it's an offensive line who's a good run blocker or a wide receiver who's good in a slant. You know, they have a good deep threat. You know, they have corner who's really good at man coverage whatever it may be and they will use them for that that them doing that is their one thing and they will do it and it will work because they know how to get the right thing from the right player and that's how they've won six championships and yes having Tom Brady does help as well because right now they're two and three and I laugh at them haha um <laughs> back to my point it's like I don't think it's no longer a big deal that a team will spend an uh, exorbitant amount of money to do that. But also, it's kind of what you expect from like a big market team like L.A., New York, Boston, um, maybe like a Dallas or a Miami. You know, the, the big cities that we all know. Like obviously, the Yankees, that's like their bread and butter, is spending the most amount of money humanly fucking possible to get the best players 
to win championships. And they've done that pretty much since, I want to say since, like, Steinbrenner bought the team. Because before, I mean, there wasn't, like, a free agency like that where, you know, the 1920s and 30s. You just know how to get the right players. And they did. Um, but I just, I don't know. I just don't think it's that big of a deal anymore. And I don't think it's worth mentioning to sports fans. Where it's like, hey, look how much money they spent this time. It's like, should we care? Because I certainly do not. If I'm going to be completely honest. But on to other things. So... Um, coming into this season, you know, Dallas Cowboys looked really great. You know, Dak Prescott just signed his franchise tag. You know, Zeke was looking great after last year. Their offensive line was solid. They just drafted CeeDee Lamb. There's rookie at Oklahoma who had this great upside potential. You know, they just got Mike McCarthy who, yes, he hasn't coached in a couple years, but you know, he worked with the Packers, and they won Super Bowls, and they had Brett Favre, and everything was going great. But now, they're just bad. They're, like, really fucking bad. Yes, Dak hurting his ankle does play a huge part. Yes, we know that. Their offensive line is also hurt. We know that. Zeke isn't playing very well because the offensive line's not very good. So, yes, we know that. With them losing to the Washington football team, formerly the Washington Redskins, 25-3 to is not something I honestly expected to see this year. Um, yeah, no. I mean, they've... And then also, uh, obviously with Dak Prescott being out, Andy Dalton, their backup, had to step in. And then now he's hurt because he has a concussion now because he got fucking hit with such a dirty hit from the Washington football team. Like, it's, he- it's helmet to helmet, and it's just not, it's just, it's not good. And look like he got knocked the fuck out. Like, my man was not moving. He just looked limp, which, you know, obviously will happen if you get a concussion. Like, you're not always the greatest mentally afterwards. But now they just start their third-string quarterback, rookie Ben DiNucci, which, uh, oof. That's that's rough. It's very much similar to how the Steelers were last year. But they still finish well. Um, but the Cowboys are kind of done for a while. Because um, now, I, I mean, I feel like... At this point, I feel like Dak should just leave. Because obviously with their whole contract dispute with the Cowboys and Jerry Jones, that they made it very clear that they do not want to pay him what, they, what he feels he deserves. Blatantly obvious. And thankfully, a franchise tag is guaranteed money. So he's not, you know, he's getting paid no matter what. He's getting health coverage. He's getting the best help he can. So thankfully, that happens and he gets a speedy recovery because he seems like a good guy overall. Um, I mean, he's done the best he can with that team, even though Jason Garrett is not a very good coach. Um, You can see, say, by the Giants. But again, the Giants have their own health issues as well. So... There's kind of like an asterisk there on Jason Garrett for this season. But nonetheless, yeah, I mean, Jerry Jones, they just need to rebuild this team, I guess, because it's obviously not working. You know, it really wasn't working even when Dak Prescott was healthy and everyone was like healthier. Like it just wasn't really working that well. 
Um, but also it's a new like it's a new season with head coach, so again there's that adjustment period. So I'm gonna act like you know we're gonna let that slide, but it's just I don't know. I just think they. No, I mean I just think it's time for them to kind of figure out what they want to do because I yes I know it may seem kind of early because they have a lot of injuries, and while they yes they have three really good wide receivers, tight ends still kind of an issue. Um, defensively, they're just utterly terrible. They're just not good. They need to re-fucking set that shit hard because, obviously, their defense on all aspects is not it. Um, I, I just personally think Jerry Jones should take a step back because, yes, while he was a part of the success for the Cowboys in the 90s with Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin, their defense... Yada, yada, yada. At a certain point, when you're the owner, the president, GM, fucking maintenance manager, you know, food clerk, when you pretty much do everything on that team and you have your family involved so heavily, yeah, you're going to be a little misguided. Because I imagine there's some yes men in that organization because of Jerry Jones doing everything. That, of course... You know you're gonna look you're gonna look kind of weak, and that's how the Cowboys have looked for a very long time. You know that's just what that is. It's it's a sad truth for Cowboys fans, but yes, that's what they are. They're not good, and they were never really set up to win a Super Bowl either. Maybe like a playoff run, you know, because the NFC East is not a very good division. It hasn't really been for a while, in my opinion. Um, but I just. I just don't really know what's going to be next for the Cowboys this year or next year because, I mean, we're only, what, like seven weeks in and their season's just done. I don't I, – it, it'd be very impressive to see them turn it around and do something because it's just not it. Speaking of a team who's just not it right now either, it's the New England Patriots. Um, I want to also thank them because – uh, I started doing daily fantasy sports, you know, trying to do something different. You know, I've had friends recommend it for so long. I was like, you know what? Let me try to do, like, FanDuel or DraftKings kind of thing. Having fun. But there was, like, an hour or two where I was winning $10,000. And I was like, wow, I'm having a lot of fun with this. This is great. And then the New England Pages defense decided to shit the absolute bed. Now... Their defense, again, really isn't great either, but it's better than the Cowboys' defense for sure. But a fucking 33-6 to loss to the fucking 49ers was not what I was expecting at, at all. And also the fact that Cam Newton did not play very well. And also the fact that he got benched later on for, uh, what was it, uh, Jared Stidham, I believe they benched. It's just not it. That's just not it. I mean, I don't... I'm not saying their season's over. I'm not, because they still have Belichick. You know, they're still an overall good team, for the most part. They just gotta figure it out. Because letting... Because New England is always known mainly for their defense and Tom Brady. We know that. But now, Tom Brady's gone. And Tampa Bay looks really fucking good right now. And yet, Tom Brady's on New England. And New England looks really bad right now. So, I mean, the conversation of is it Tom Brady or is it Belichick, at the moment, it's looking like it was Tom Brady. And also, 
congrats for whatever to Tom Brady because now he's the NFL's all-time passing touchdown leader. So good to him. You know, that's awesome. You'd love to see that. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I know people are probably giving up on Cam Newton already because of it, which is, I mean, I get, but not everyone has good games, all right? It, it happens to the best of them. What are you going to do? I mean, like, like for example, I know Julian Edmond was out, but I mean, I mean look, at, look at Jamie Garoppolo. He went 20 for 25, 277 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. The main reason they even won that game was off of the back of running back Jeffrey Wilson, who had 17 carries for 112 yards for three touchdowns. Now, yes, Brandon Ayuk, their wide receiver, you know, did have six receptions for 115 yards, which is great to see. But also, uh, they, they didn't have any touchdowns. Look at the Niners' defense. They put up, what was that? Fred Warner had an interception. Jamar Taylor had two interceptions. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley had one. Four interceptions. That's not it. Obviously, Cam Newton threw three of them. He went nine for 15 for 98 yards. Jared Stidham, six for 10, 64 yards. Didn't score a touchdown. It was off of field goals. I mean, running game was kind of eh. But, like, who the fuck are the the Patriots throwing to? Who's Jacoby Myers? Demir Bird? Like, Ryan Izzo? Like, who the fuck are these guys? Dalton Keene? Jacob Johnson? No idea who that is. It's always been the Patriots' problem. They don't want to get people. Like, they, they don't really want to spend money, it seems like. Which is fine. It's worked for them for that long. But you got to give Cam Newton and or Jared Sidham at this point weapons. Because the guys they have are good, but they're not the guys you need to win. Like, the defense can only do so much. But you're throwing up four interceptions. You know, you're just not playing well even defensively. It's like, whew, it's just, it's just not it. I don't know. Hopefully they turn around because if it continues to go this way, it's going to be, it's going to be a rough year. It's going to be an interesting and bad year for the Patriots, which low-key, as much as it probably is mean to say, they kind of need this because for like 20 years, Patriots fans have been, oh my God, we're so amazing, just talking out their ass, which I get. You when you're that dominant for that long, I'd be talking shit too. I'm not going to act like I'm not. Yet... I think it's time for them to calm down a bit. Let's let, let's let's get them back down to earth. He's been flying high on the back of Tom Brady for 20 years. Now, let's relax and welcome to everybody else. You know, so hope you all enjoy it. But that's all I have for today on this lovely episode of Talking Bunch of Hoopla. If you want to follow the podcast, it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Anchor, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are available, you'll be able to find Talking Bunch of Hoopla. I can guarantee you that. Also, if you want to follow the social media accounts for it, you know, where I'm on there, chit-chat, talk a bit, discuss things about whatever you want, it's at Talking Hoopla on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me there. You know, like I say, if you want me to talk about anything, you want to yell at me because I'm wrong about something, I'm for whatever, any kind of communication, I am here for. But that's all I have for you today. Again, thank you for taking the time to listen to this week's episode, and I will see you all next Monday.